Hey, everyone. This is Chris and Sandy Bitten from the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing rising artists. And as always, like I say on every show, we have a great show for you because we always bring great artists your way. And we're excited about today. We've got Debbie Cochran on, and we've had a little small talk with her a little bit, and she's really awesome. You're going to really love her. She's really personable. And looking forward to getting to know her, her story, and her music. So, Debbie, are you here? I sure am, and it's so good to be here with all you Georgia fans. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> now, Sandy's from Kentucky. Well, I'm oh, from Kentucky. I like you... Georgia and Kentucky. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they're all good. As a matter of fact, I'm a Kentucky, Kentucky colonel, and uh, that's uh-huh. another one of my um, – uh, I had a gentleman that's uh, uh, a bluegrass guy that's from Kentucky, mm-hmm. and he submitted mm-hmm. some information in for me, and I became a Kentucky colonel. Can you believe that? <laughs> oh, wow. That's funny. That's yeah, awesome. I, I, you know, Sandy and I, we, we met online back in 2002, so I kind of stole her from Kentucky and made her a Georgia girl. Well, <laughs> well I bet she's happy of that, too. Oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that's wonderful. So but, as we get uh, started here, um, yes. tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and a brief overview about you. Well, of course, my name is Debbie Cochran, and I live in Arkansas, Batesville, a small town. And I was originally born in Alabama, and we moved from Alabama to Texas and to Arkansas. And I've always said I've got three doses of Southern draw. But anyway, <laughs> uh, I grew up around... Um, my family in Alabama, uh, my grandmother, uh, the summer months, you know, when kids would be out going and, and uh, spend the whole summer with their family. Well, I was very, very mm-hmm. fortunate to get to do that with my grandparents there in Anniston, Alabama. And they were all gospel singers, and they were songwriters. And uh, every Sunday after church, we would go visit folks at the nursing home. And mm-hmm. then we would go to my Aunt Pearl's house, and they would put on the biggest concert. Of course, I was a little girl, but listening yeah. to them sing their original songs and the harmony and everything, and that's where the music uh, seed was planted in my life. That's where the inspiration oh, wow. came from. And as mm-hmm. through the years, lyrics would come to me, and I would not understand mm-hmm. what it was for. <laughs> You know, and I'd feel yeah. compelled to write it down mm-hmm. and that kind of thing, and I really wished I had some of those back. But anyway, <laughs> as time went on through the years, and, you know, I was married, and, and uh, uh, I have a son, and and uh, the marriage ended, unfortunately. But anyway, and then I met my husband that, I, that I'm married to now, and we've been together 30-some-odd uh, years. And um, But after we... I'd say about 25 years ago, I called my relatives and told them that I wanted to write songs. And oh, wow. so they they uh, were not as encouraging that I'd hoped to be. So I ended up just writing poetry <laughs> when it would come to me. But one yeah. day the light bulb mm-hmm. came on and I thought, well, you know, they're still writing songs and they don't sound alike. And, mm-hmm. and so I started, um, uh, you know, looking into the songwriting part of it but anyway in the meantime i mean i have a long story to tell you but anyway uh, (laughs) um i've learned to play the mountain dulcimer i've always done uh, my grandmother you know was the one that kind of taught me courting on the piano and then later Mm -hmm. on i took piano lessons then i learned to play the bass guitar then i learned to play the acoustic guitar and then i put myself through berkeley college music online and I oh, went wow. to that for seven years. Mm-hmm. I'd be going to the beach and everybody'd be at the beach and I'd be in there trying to do my lessons. But anyway I got mm-hmm. a master's in music theory and it was like I grew up reading music but I wanted to learn mm-hmm. to play by ear. And yeah. so I I took that for seven years which I was able to accomplish that and got a uh, a master's in uh music theory through that online college. But uh, but anyway I always you know, felt so compelled about the music. It was just like part of me. But one day, yeah. uh, my grandmother, <laughs> when she passed away, she left, that was in 1987, she left me this huge Bible, the big one with mm-hmm. big biblical pictures in it. Yeah. And so one day I went to that Bible and I wanted to look at those pictures. 
And I was flipping mm-hmm. through the Bible, which I'd never done that on that particular oh, wow. Bible. I just always protected it, you know, just kept it safe. Mm-hmm. But I found mm-hmm. a letter in there of my mother that she mm-hmm. wrote as a little girl with big cursive writing. And it was to her grandmother, and it was at Christmas. And mm-hmm. I could not believe that I was seeing a letter that my mother wrote as a little girl. She passed away a year oh, ago wow. in April. But anyway, yeah. and it was at Christmas time, and she all she wanted to do is go see her grandmother. Okay, mm-hmm. so then I turned the, mm-hmm. that paper over, and when I do, there is a letter that I wrote as a little girl at Christmas. And <laughs> this letter was to my grandmother, the one that left me the Bible. And my grandfather was a carpenter, and I asked if he still built the house houses, would he build us a playhouse? And when I read that letter, I realized that the playhouse that sat on that property at Anniston, Alabama, was there because mm-hmm. I wrote that letter. And I didn't realize oh, it well. as a little girl. But anyway, yeah. I was so overwhelmed and, and that I leaned back in the chair, and that's the first song that I wrote music to called The music oh, wow. Movie in My Mind. That's the first song <laughs> that Kent Wells mm-hmm. heard. And that was the... Mm-hmm. He asked me, when I met him in October of 2010, I'll be knowing him for 10 years in October, mm-hmm. and um, he listened to the song, and he said, uh, what would you like for me to do with it? And I said, uh, well, let me back up a minute. My nephew mm-hmm. that tunes pianos there in Nashville, I said, which producer do you think is the right producer for me to mm-hmm. take my song to? And he listened to the song, and he said, I think Kent Wells. So I went to, I made an appointment with him and I was going to see his assistant, but her car broke down and I saw him. But anyway, here we are back up to him listening to the song. And so he said, uh, what would you like for me to do with that song? And I said, well, I'd love for Dolly Parton to record it. And uh, I was real naive. So anyway, <laughs> and so, uh, but anyway, and he said, well, He said, you know, I'll let her listen to it, but, you know, she writes her own songs. And I said, well, you know, I really think it's a little bit late for me. And I I would like to live my dream through someone else. And he looked at me and he said, I don't know why you don't record it. He said, you have a wonderful voice. And and I'm not saying that in a bragging way by no means, but anyway, because I thought, well, he was just, you know, in my brain I was thinking – well, he's saying that to make me feel good, you know. But anyway, and he said, you know, it's. He looked at me and he's and I said, well, I think it's a little bit too late for me. And he said, it's mm-hmm. never too late. And he, that's yep. the way he said it. I wrote a song. <clears throat> it's never too late. That inspired those very words I left there. Wrote mm-hmm. that song. It was the first one to play on the radio. Matter of fact, the first radio station it played on was in Des Moines, Iowa, and. Uh, <laughs> And then I received a Discovery Award from Robert K. Orman, Music Road Critic Worldwide. And so mm-hmm. the studio sends mm-hmm. me an email, and they told me this. Well, I didn't know what that meant. But anyway, <laughs> they called me, and they said, do you know what this means that you have won this Discovery Award? And I said, no. And they said, well, do you know that all the artists that we have worked with that you're the very first to ever receive the discovery award and I said well I've already made history and so <laughs> that that is the beginning of my journey as far as the songwriting you yeah. know side of it but I've always had music in my heart I always felt like that what mm-hmm. I that's what I was my purpose was to write yeah. songs and I've and I write songs about people they inspire mm-hmm. what inspires me. It's not something that I just sit down and say, okay, I'm just going to write a song today. Yeah. These are people's stories. Some of mm-hmm. them are so uh, overwhelming for me, like one song that uh, the doctor, that my I took my husband to the ear doctor, and, of course, my husband, wherever I go, oh, she's a songer, singer-songwriter, so, you know, mm-hmm. I have you know, I have. I discuss it with whoever, wherever I'm going, because he's going to tell them. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he felt compelled to tell me his story about his son that was 42 mm-hmm. years old that just passed out and died. And and I could tell, you know, when he was telling me, the doctor, uh, that he was, uh, I could tell that he had the spirit of the Lord in him. 
for him to be able to tell me this and have a glow about mm-hmm. him. But anyway, I wow. listened to him, and he told me everything. And uh, he told me how there was 28 $1 bills wadded up in his apartment, and they couldn't understand what that 28 mm-hmm. $1 bills was. And then later on, they were writing his obituary, and he turned and told his wife, said, you know, this is 828 words, and said, you know, because there's just so much these people want me to write, and said, I'm going to have to back this out. And when he said 828, she looked at the Bible and saw the Bible verse, Romans 828, and we know Mm -hmm. That good comes to those that love the yep. Lord according to His purpose. But anyway, but he looked at me. Oh, really? August. Yep, August twenty-eighth. You're a Leo. No, Virgo. Are you? You're Virgo. Okay, I'm a Leo. I'm August the seventeenth. But anyway, <laughs> uh, it's close. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so he said maybe you can write a song about that. And I, of course, I was thinking, how could I ever write a song? That was so tragic about something mm-hmm. so tragic and so heartbreaking. But I went home that mm-hmm. night and I looked in the Bible and I read that Bible verse and I said a prayer and I said, Lord, if there is a song here, I will let you give it to me. And so about two months later, I just kind of put it on the back burner because I didn't even know where to begin. Two months mm-hmm. later, I wake up and here's this song that came to me titled, yeah. And We Know. And it says, if I could write a letter, I'd send it by airmail. Destination heaven, I'd seal it with a prayer. I'd ask you how you're doing. I'd tell you how I am. I'd drop a line to Jesus, sign my name with love, take care. And the the Bible, the course is, and we know that it's not over when we close our eyes. There's a new horizon on the other side. We know the time will come. We'll greet the Father, Son, and we know that it's not over when we close our eyes. And so then mm-hmm. they begin to tell me that one day they were in a restaurant and they saw a man in there that looked identical to their son. They could not take their <laughs> eyes off of him. Wow. They could not even eat their food. He was sitting there. He walked and they could not. And so both of them turned to look at each other because they were so like mesmerized mm-hmm. that when they turned around, he mm-hmm. was gone. And so... This is the second verse, because this was part of their story. I smile when I meet a stranger, for there are angels in our midst. It's hard for me to fathom being caught up in the wind. One day the clouds will open and forever will begin. I rest my case in Jesus until we meet again. So that is what came to me through their Mm -hmm. story, but it was two months Mm -hmm. after the story. And that's how songs come to me. And mm-hmm. so yeah. this, uh, I'm working on album eight, and we'll be back in the studio as soon as it's clear, you know. And by the way, uh, for your listeners that are listening, I, I pray that everyone is okay and uh, that uh, we are going to make it through this uh, pandemic. Yep. And we, mm-hmm. cause we're strong. We're Americans, and we are strong for it. But anyway, mm. I will be back in the studio uh, this uh, this year, sometime after it's mm-hmm. safe, I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. depending yeah. on, uh, you know, the clarity of all of that before I, you know, strike out and yeah. go. But I'm working on album eight. But I've <laughs> recorded seven albums with Kent Wells. Wow. And and I met Dolly Parton. And yeah, I uh, saw that. In the studio, I met with her and became, you know, and got to know her to where she knew who I was and everything. And so Kent Wells thought our voices would blend together so well. And he was the one that was instrumental in that. And mm-hmm. she loved the song, and that's how it came to be. And we worked together on it in the studio. She's a wonderful person. She's a mm-hmm. very giving person and an uplifting person. And she's just, uh, I always say God opens doors, and this one just happened to have a yep. star on it. Mm-hmm. And here I went to Kent Wells and took him a song in October of 2010. And my dream was to have Dolly Parton record it. And look what doors were opened. And here I have a duet with Dolly Parton. Uh-huh. Is that not amazing how God works the circle? Yep. 
And so, oh, it is. Uh, that's Let's so kinda, powerful. It's, yes. it's uh, there, there are so many stories I could tell you, you know, that the people that I've and, met and how, and, mm-hmm. and where the songs come from, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I've been encouraged to write a book about each song because, or, or yeah. write a story about each song because they do have a story behind them. And yeah. so, and, and they're, and, and it's how God has worked in their life and has helped them through so many tragedies. Uh, we yeah. had a young man at our church uh, that was delivering strawberries on Valentine's Day. Had a head-on collision. The gentleman that hit him, he well, he was high on drugs and just come across the line and hit him head-on well. So this song came to me, Soak Up the Sun, and, you know, it says, I don't understand why bad things have to have to have, have to happen, you know, have, have to happen, uh, you know. So it's it, that one's titled Soak Up the Sun. But anyway, his story is it was terrible. You know, we thought he had to be airlifted mm-hmm. to the hospital in another town. And now, you know, and his recovery period was Oh, a long time, but he did live, he did survive, and you know, we thought that he wasn't going to make it, but we prayed and prayed and prayed, and, but this song came to me, we even had a fundraiser with it, you know, to help them with their hospital bills and that kind of thing, but mm-hmm. now he is, mm-hmm. he got married, and now he has his first child, and I'm thinking, you look at the history of his life, and how God spared him, even though he has bars all in his bodies to walk, you know, and, and mm. they put him back together that way. I mean, he God has blessed him with this beautiful son, and and mm-hmm. his story goes on. And so it's just, it's amazing to me when you look at people's lives and you can look at their mm-hmm. past journey and see mm-hmm. how God is working in our own lives. Yep. You know, I can look and reflect in my own life, and I can see, you know, where God has been, has was there when I didn't even know it. And you know, sometimes yeah, I, I went take a deep breath and I said, "Well, see, so you know, then you know." And, and, and so, and, and here's the powerful thing about that was um, I went through 19 years of addictions until God healed me 12 years ago. But the only reason I was healed was. Because Sandy, you know, when we married 17 years ago, he um he I, he brought her into my life for a reason, for multiple reasons. But I know one was to help heal me, because she went through Amen. a lot of pain in the first five years of our marriage. But she never nagged me. She never put me down. She never um, chastised me because of addiction. She loved me through them. And so many people through the years have told us that Sandy that they feel like Sandy let me walk over her. And I have to explain, no. Sandy allowed me to experience God's pure love through her. And because of Amen. that, I'm here. And here's the funny part about our story. And this is, and people thought we were crazy. Um, back in, um, <laughs> we actually met online back in February 2nd of 02, which of course back then it was taboo. You know, it's not like it is today. Everybody meets online. Right. But back then, yeah. you yeah. know, it was taboo. Nobody met online. Well, we met on February 2nd of 02. We talked on the 02, phone for the first 02, time. 02, mm-hmm. <laughs> <So we laughs> yeah. yeah, that, so 02. That's our favorite number, the 222. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we talked on the phone for the first time February 4th. We set a wedding date by March 8th, I mean not March, but February 18th. Mm-hmm. And then we met in person because she was in Kentucky, I was in Georgia, on March 4th. So we were actually meeting to see who we were going to marry because we already knew God brought us together. We already knew that. <laughs> that we is an amazing, oh, yes. amazing and, and, God story. And, yep. And here's the crazy part about that story. If we didn't have that kind of connection, she would have been like mm-hmm. any other woman and would have left in the middle of my addictions. See, she knew that God brought us together for a purpose. Didn't know mm-hmm. what purpose was. But she knew yes. that, and so that's what held her together those first four, four or five years to uh, get through the mess that I was creating because of the addictions. But she knew it, and here we are 17 years later with two kids. Back to, yes. uh, back to Romans eight twenty eight, yep. and we know my birthday. that good comes to those. Yes, so there, mm-hmm. there you go. I mean, and that's a beautiful story. And and it's a it's beautiful how God works in your life and 
I've known a lot of people, you know, that through that have overcome addiction, and they've done mm-hmm. it through the strength of God in their lives and in their yep. family lives too. Mm-hmm. And so you yep. were you were doubly blessed because yep, you had someone definitely. strong enough that had the faith of God in their life to stand there and know <clears throat> that mm-hmm. the good things were ahead because God was in it. Yep. And you know the crazy part the faith of the and whole the trust. story. I mean, I mean, we still see God working even to this day. Like when we first we married seven, 17 years ago, she was a person that listens to music 24-7. I was a person that wanted to be a motivational speaker, and I listened – I didn't listen to music. I listened to audio motivational stuff 24-7. So when we mm-hmm. married – there was a little headbutt there because what do we, 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 we both like to listen to two different things. So we came to an agreement. So, so we came to an agreement where we listen to 50% motivational stuff that I like and 50% music that she likes. And I, I and I always joke with people. I say, she brainwashed me into all this music stuff. Cause now I'm like, and it's funny because it's, it's like you just said, it's come full circle because now I'm still getting to speak. Like I always dreamed of. She's getting to be a part of music like she's always dreamed of, but under the banner yeah. of the Chris and Sandy show. Well, you know, the thing of it is, uh, your story is about faith and trust and um, just letting God be the, the leader in your life. And, you know, it's scary, too, for some when they're taking those steps because it's brand new and they just, mm-hmm. you know, they don't really know what's ahead but god already knows and oh yeah you know i i think about a lot of people uh that maybe i don't even know them but i'll read I'll read about their story and, mm-hmm. I, and and i just i just pray that they knew god well enough to weather the storm even though maybe it yeah. ended in a different way mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so uh your story is very uplifting and it's like a, well, a lot for me you know, just to hear about how you have come through those cycles of life, and um, but and anyway, here we are just with, like, with people I'm, like you. As a, uh, it's been, I mean, this has been an unbelievable journey for us. I mean, oh, we have to have so people blessed. like you on. We've been so blessed with the show, with with the whole new country media uh, that we launched, mm-hmm. and, and although it's not making money yet, we know one day the show will. Well, yeah. you know, we have faith in. The song that the duet that I have with Dolly Parton, you know, titled "Born mm-hmm. Again Wildflower," uh, it's about hope yeah. and how mm-hmm. no matter what your struggle is, just like what you were talking about, no matter what your struggle mm-hmm. is, that you know, you when you rock your world, God mm-hmm. is with you. Yep. And I think you Amen know, there's a line in there. Mm-hmm. Yes, God is with you no matter what, because you know things are not perfect. You know, I don't yeah. know anybody that's got a perfect mm-hmm. life, and and but if you have God with you, when you face those mm-hmm. storms that come your way, you know you're not doing it alone. And yeah, we don't exactly. know what tomorrow's going to bring, and you cannot change the past. We just have today, yep. this very minute mm-hmm. that we're talking, mm-hmm. and and uh, I just I'm thankful that the Lord is in my life. You know, yeah, and and that I have His presence. Mm-hmm. To help me through it now, uh, and and I don't think you ever 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 max out on growing in mm-hmm. grace. Yeah, it it you Amen. grow. My slogan, one of my slogans is, "You'll grow till you go." Yeah, and so um, exactly. Mhm. You mm-hmm. grow in your faith until you're you're you gone on to glory, but. Uh, but anyway, and you know, my mom, she passed away a year ago last April. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest things in the world that I've ever been through. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was, oh, my goodness, what a heartbreak. I, I'd never felt That's, anything like that before. Yep, same here. But, you know, I walked through it. I cried and cried, and I don't like to cry. But anyway, because, mm-hmm. you know, I always want to be strong and be uplifting for other people. But mm-hmm. I did. I did a lot of boohoo, and it it broke it broke my yeah. tear ducts. Let me tell you. But anyway, <laughs> the thing of it is, I as, that. as when I when I'm finally, it's been a year ago, last April. You know, it mm-hmm. it really validates the future as far as where mm-hmm. heaven is concerned. I want to see my mother again, 
and I want mm. her to be mm. there. And I wrote a song because I'll t- let me tell you this, and and I don't know how long your program is, but like I said, you know, as a songwriter, I I don't just sit down to write a song. I I write what yeah. comes to me in my heart. But at mm-hmm. three o'clock in the morning, I had a dream, and I and uh, this music store that we have downtown, Randy's Music is where I buy a lot of my guitar picks and that kind of thing. I dreamed I walked in that store, and he was sitting behind the counter holding a shotgun that had a keyboard (laughs) on it. Now, is that not crazy? But anyway, where that came from, I don't know. But anyway, uh, and his wife was over there in the middle of the guitars, and she was going to play it for me. But anyway, about that time, the he he had one of those old timey doorbells, you know, ding dong when somebody opens it up. I turn around and look and there's another lady there that I used to go to church with and behind her stood my mother. And my mother was just a smiling and she had on sunglasses and I went, Mom and I, I went to reach for her and I said, Mom, about that time she's across the street with a whole group of ladies and they've all got on sunglasses and and, and, and I'm I'm trying to run to get to her and then they just disappear. But anyway, at, at 3 o'clock that morning, I got up, and I was just, tears was just rolling down my face. And this mm-hmm. song came to me titled, mm-hmm. Just Like Old Times. And so I wrote it, and that'll be one of the songs that'll be on my next album. And, and, and it says, um, uh, the chorus is, Will you save a place for me in the mansion? Uh I'll be looking for mom when I arrive. It'll be a heavenly reunion. The table will be set just like old times. But anyway, it's a song about when you get to heaven, you know, Mm -hmm. you'll be back with your family again. But this, uh, Mm -hmm. but that's how, that's how my songs come to me. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, uh, they're inspired through uh, God. And I mm-hmm. feel like that if it's if it's a song that he wants me to sing about, I've got one on this next album that's going to be called Cuss and Holler. And, uh-huh. and that's a story uh, about a, a girl that had a terrible childhood, awful. Mm-hmm. And she told me her story. I, a lot of people li- love to tell me their stories. and, and yeah. But anyway, and so it, it was a long time coming, a year later, when this song mm-hmm. came to me about her childhood. And so, uh, it, but it was, it's her story, how she overcame that, you know, her yeah. father was alcoholic mm-hmm. and he stayed, he would, he would, they lived way back in the woods. He was a logger and he would get his check, go drink. She could see there was a drink mm-hmm. house down the way and, and, and they would be starving to death. And one day he left and never came back and they were so hungry, their bellies were extended and finally, the authorities come out there to pick them up, and and she ended mm-hmm. up in an orphanage. But it it was just the most I, I, traumatizing thing to even hear that because in a in today's mm-hmm. time, I mean, she became a millionaire. So I'm <laughs> I'm saying that her story. But anyway, this is in the song. But it just mm-hmm. took a while, and it finally came to me, and you know, and I have her story in a song, and I. I told her that I had written a song about her and to make sure she was okay with it. But <laughs> and I was excited that it would be uh, on this mm-hmm. next album. But and she was fine with it. But anyway, so you know that's kind of as a songwriter's life. I mean, mm-hmm. there there is yeah. so so many wonderful people that I've met, and you know I started out telling you about my dream, but I have mm-hmm. found out that a dream. It's only what happens to you that day that mm-hmm. every, you know, if you have a dream, you know, you may not, the dream that I had was to sing on the Grand Ole Opry, but look yeah. what God gave me in, in place of that. Yep. And, and I don't think mm-hmm. about singing on the Grand Ole Opry, but I think about every mm-hmm. day I've met the most wonderful people and I've met, I've had the most wonderful experiences and mm-hmm. and when I met Kent Wells, he's the most fabulous producer, just a good mm-hmm. person. And everyone in that studio is wonderful. And I thought, if I'd have heard one thing, I probably would have run out of there like a scared rabbit. But because <laughs> it was really hard for me, mm-hmm. I had to be brave to do that at this time in my yeah. life. And mm-hmm. so yeah. and, and I had to, you know, but 
I felt if I don't try, you know, what God mm-hmm. is keeps pushing me to do, how will yep. I ever know? And so I don't. You know, I, I understand write that. These songs, you know. I, I write mm-hmm. these songs not for uh, stardom to be, yeah. you know, like on mm-hmm. stage going 90. I, I write them because God gives them to me. And I pray that when someone hears the song, that they will be blessed and it will help them mm-hmm. and inspire them to know that there's always hope in their life, no matter what yep. they're going through. There's hope and there's a light yep. at the end of the tunnel. Most definitely. And, you know, I get what you're saying about the being pushed because we actually originally launched New Country Buzz back in 2014, 2015, and we ran it for about a year. And then just so much was happening, we ended up shutting it down. And so it was like a piece of me died that day that we shut it down. Mm-hmm. It was I was mm-hmm. miserable uh, on a piece of me. I was like, you, and again, like I told you, I was not a music person when we first married. So by this point, I was all in. And but we shut it down, and it was frustrating. And we I went for a year, a year after year, for a couple years, to where I, I always thought about what if we would have kept New Country Buzz going? What, what if we'd have continued? Because it, it was starting to take off when we shut it down. So I always had this question, what if, and, and I've always lived my life not on the what if. I've always lived my life, you know what, I would rather fail than to have the what mm-hmm. if in me. I've always lived my life like that. So finally at the end of 2018, I told Sandy, I feel like we are supposed to do this. It just, it just, it just makes sense. I feel like God's pushing me here, pushing us here, and, and she was like, let's do it. So we relaunched in end of 2018. 2019, we kind of built the foundation for New Country mm-hmm. Buzz, and then I was, and I told Sandy, I think it's time to go to that next level where we do our own little pod, live podcast type show. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, what would we call it?" I was like, "Well, what else? The Chris and Sandy Show." And she was like, um, <laughs> "She was like, who would listen?" You know, because nobody really knew who we were personally. I was like, mm-hmm. I, yeah. "I was like, it, it worked for Bobby Bones, it worked for Ty Bentley, all the big, all, most of the big shows." use their name. I'm like, I don't know mm-hmm. how it'll work, but you know what? God will guide us to the people. And and so we launched. And you were you were um interview number ninety three since January third. Well amazing. And also back to your story that you just told me that God's timing is always right on time. And it mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. it is truly, it is true, true, true what Kentwell said. It's never too late. Never. Yep. And you might have to alter what you're doing. Yep. But like you said, you know, you felt God was leading you in this direction. And so you can never go wrong when you let God in the driving seat, driver's seat. Yep. That's you know, you might you, you have to step out on faith. You might be a little yeah, bit, we have. Mm, what you're up to, but when you're stepping out on faith, right, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah. you you can't help but think that God has got a, another plan, yeah. and you just have to follow his lead and, and, and trust it. Yeah, and we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we're going to play your song, Born Again Wildfire, and then we're going to talk about that. How's that sound? Okay, great. All right. I hang on the line. Okay. Hey, everyone. We have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out.
some burning bridges Dug my way through stumbling blocks Scream for the Lord with me Hit my head against a brick wall And skin my knees in dirt My gas tank's on empty I've hitched a ride to church I'm a born again Thank you for playing it. I I just was sitting there listening to it and just thinking about how God, you know, uh, helps us through our uh, trying times. Mm-hmm. He's our hope. Oh, he does. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, uh, uh, I'm just so uh, thankful, you know, that Dolly mm-hmm. liked the song and, and wanted to, to do the duet with me. I, I'm just... Uh-huh. Uh, it's a, a blessing and a, a a dream that I never dreamed of. And so <laughs> yeah. I, I'm thankful that uh, God gave me that moment in my life. And, again, not for the stardom part of it, but I hope yeah. that, you know, people that listen to the song realize that there's always hope, no matter. And we're yeah. all going to go through things, just like the song says. Mm-hmm. We're all going to mm-hmm. have hard times, and we're all going to go through things, and... And uh, if you have God in your life, 
you know, he will help you through it. I cannot imagine, you know, how it is for someone that doesn't have God in their life and they're going through struggles. You know, mm. I just, I, I cannot imagine it. I, I yeah. know that even in my own experiences, yeah. and I'm thankful that I was raised in a, a a spiritual Christian foundation, you know, that my mm-hmm. parents made sure that we were in mm-hmm. church every time the doors opened. And and uh, dad was a pastor. Pinched us if we act up, you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, Sandy's dad was a pastor. Oh, oh yes. Well, so thanks. I was definitely there every time the church was open. I'm I'm grateful <laughs> oh, yeah. that I had that upbringing. And I know it's it's a, it's like a a wonderful gift that has been given to you, and a lot of families don't have that. And that's uh, so true. So. So hopefully when, when people hear the songs that I write, mm-hmm. that they'll, they'll, mm-hmm. uh, it will inspire them and give them hope. And that's, that's what my desire is. And that's where I feel like that God has, uh, why God has done this for me at this time of my life, mm-hmm. you know, his, uh, my music by waiting so long. Because I don't ever uh, second guess God's timing. Because I realize yeah. that his timing is always right on time. You know, I had another radio interview, and uh, 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 this has been a while back, and mm-hmm. about a song I wrote called "Don't Wake Me Up, I'm Dreaming," and and I mm-hmm. and they didn't, you know, the people don't know the story behind the songs, but I I I read about this guy on the internet that had died about four times, and what he saw every time he died, and they brought him back to life, and he was very young, eighteen, he had a heart defect. But he finally passed mm-hmm. away at a young age. I think he was like 20-ish or whatever. But, you know, uh, tears would come to my eyes when I would listen to what he would, yeah. was saying. But and, mm-hmm. and what he saw when, you know, like the tunnel, the light and different things. And and uh, But anyway, uh, I wrote that song. But while I was being interviewed, uh, mm-hmm. the director of the Arkansas Human Services overheard the uh, interview and sent me an email mm-hmm. and said uh, they wanted me to go out to the college and talk to about 600 to 700 teenagers about teen suicide and bullying. And I thought, oh, my goodness. I thought, I sat there and looked at that computer and just stared at that message. And I thought, well, how am I authorized to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I I sat there looking at that. God authorized that. Yes, you're so right. Mm -hmm. And And I said, God is... Are you giving this to me for some reason? Is there a teenager that needs to hear what I have to say? And so I sit there for a long time staring at the computer, and I finally said, "Okay, I will do this." And and so uh, uh, just tell me where where I got to go. And it was out the college and, and all this. And but when I said yes, this song came to me titled "Eyewitness." Mm-hmm. And I wrote it, mm-hmm. and it was written in a way that teenagers would listen to it, where it would be more cooler. Mm-hmm. You know, it would yeah. be, you know, if yeah. you're talking about an eyewitness instead of saying the word God or, you know, they would hear the song and it was like, there's an, you know, I see you hiding in a corner, Goliath has pushed you in the dark. You know, uh, those, kind, you know, it had that kind of thing in it. It said, there's an eyewitness looking down from the sky. There's an eyewitness <laughs> no that, you know. But anyway, the thing of it is, you know, I recorded the song. I had mm-hmm. a, a copy made for every one that was there and I and an arm bracelet which this very day I wear my arm bracelet <laughs> this uh you know uh it says eyewitness I wear it every day mm-hmm. and that <laughs> when I look at that there's no doubt in my mind who is with me no matter where I go because we live in a mm-hmm. busy world and yeah. and it's hard to get distracted but I have that on every day yeah it's just part of my jewelry and it's just a rubber bracelet that says eyewitness and mm-hmm. so, but anyway, uh, I put it on with my rhinestones. I like rhinestones, by the way. But anyway, this song, <laughs> I submitted it into the Singing News magazine just mm-hmm. as a contest just to see what it would do. And it came in the top 20 for the new artist search oh, wow. in 2014, that song did. <laughs> so I was real I was real proud of that song. But more than mm-hmm. that, when I went to go speak to those teenagers, I looked out there and I thought, what a gap. How am I ever going to be able to communicate? You know, it was it was you know very uh, 
Mm, intimidating for me because, mm-hmm. you know, how am I going to be able to connect with these these kids? And mm-hmm. But I did. I was able to do it. And what I did, I played my guitar and played in the course of It's Never Too Late. I said, this is who oh. I am today. This is mm-hmm. where I've come, you know, the journey that I've taken. And, and this is my first time that I was ever bullied was back when I was a child. And then I asked them. How many of you were ever bullied? Which my bullying was a little bit different than what you know, but it can shut you down yeah. as a child, and it can mm-hmm. do. Sandy was bullied you know, in, high, uh, in high school. It can. I was. Emotion- I've been through it. Yes, mm-hmm. and so what I talked to them about was forgiveness and how mm-hmm. to not hold on to what somebody said to you because that doesn't make who you are. Mm-hmm. I said, you're a mm-hmm. whole person that God has made. You know, and I didn't know if I was even supposed to talk about religion, but they didn't tell me not to, <laughs> and I did it anyway. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, because I was in that school district, and I had 45 mm-hmm. minutes to make an impact on their life. Wow. But they yeah. applauded mm-hmm. me, and I think one person out there in that audience, if I helped one person, it was worth mm-hmm. yeah. all yep. the you know, all my heart racing up, breaking out in a red rash, you know, talking to these teenagers, you know. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's what you do. You may not ever know until you get to heaven how that impacted someone's life. Yep. And so yep. back mm-hmm. to what I was saying, it's not about trying to get glory here on earth about what you do. Mm-hmm. It's about inspiring others. That's what I want to do. I have a desire to do that and, and, and give hope through my songs and talk to people just like I'm talking to you right now and, mm-hmm. and, and, and to the listeners that are listening out there. I want them to know that no matter where you are in your life, that God is with you. And, mm-hmm. and if, if, if you feel like that you have been wronged or if you feel like your heart's not in the right place, all you have to do is ask for forgiveness, believe in the Lord, and uh, Jesus is the Son of God, and ask for forgiveness, and you have a brand new start. And, yep. and you know, try not to yes. fall back, but God will give you the strength and, and, and embrace the people around you that wants to see you move forward. And sometimes you mm-hmm. have to really change who you are with. Yep. And change yep. who you are around to be able to advance that spiritual walk in your life. It may not be the most prettiest thing you ever have to do, but you have yep. to realize that's one of the most important things in your life. As as we walk every day, as we make it through this life every day, and we move forward every day, my steps I take are going up the stairway. I do not want to take a step going down. And yeah. so that's, and, and I'm not perfect. I make mistakes, but uh, quickly, because I I have, I'll, I'll say, oh, Lord, help me with this mindset. And, you know, you just pray it all the way. That's the title of one of my songs, Pray It All The Way. But anyway, and daily daily journey it's a daily Mm -hmm. walk it's a minute walk it's a second walk and you just keep god there with you no matter what and he is and one of the things that has always really uh overwhelmed me when i think about this because as a young child you don't think about it or maybe somebody that's uh very highly intelligent might but you know i didn't have a you know I have a blonde IQ, but it took me a while to picture this. But I have—I picture us walking on this round ball. Mm-hmm. We are on a round ball that's moving around, and we don't fall off of it. And the oceans and the water stay where they are, and they don't drip out into the Neverland. But I'm telling you, when you realize that, and when you 
it's like taking a basketball and twirling it around and you try to stand on that basketball or a big ball. Is that not overwhelming? Is that not God has created this earth and we're on this round ball and we're walking Mm -hmm. around, we're not falling off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it is amazing when you look up at the stars at night. When you when you know I'm a late bloomer when it comes to that kind of thing. You know, as far as knowing the creation, and you know, as you know, just really taking it all in the big picture. Mm-hmm. But when I walk outside and I think about trees and you know chlorophylls mm-hmm. in the leaves and the trees, I learned that uh, from a a Sunday school teacher who was a biologist at the college, you know, and, and, and that chlorophyll helps us breathe. I, I'm saying, and birds know where to go in the winter. I'm telling you, it's just amazing, God's creation. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. And, that we, yeah. and, and it is a gift. Life is a gift to experience it, good or bad. We're going to have heartaches in our life. We're going to have disappointments in our life. But it is a blessing to be able to even be here to experience that. And I am so thankful that even though Mm -hmm. I've had a lot of disappointment in my life, I have Mm -hmm. been able to overcome that and still have joy. Even when sad things happen, I still have joy. As a matter of fact, Mm -hmm. I read on the Internet where – Laughter can actually uh, uh, energize the immune system. Uh, it can uh, help uh, build, uh, well, it'll help reduce stress and all this kind of thing. And so uh, that's, so when you have joy in your heart, you know, that helps you physically. Not only oh, it mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Yeah, it's been like that with us. I mean, because, you know, <clears throat> for 17 years of our marriage, we've struggled financially. But the marriage part, you know, and really the marriage changed, I would say, you know, you talked about forgiveness earlier. Um, I remember I remember exactly when it was. I remember 2010, a couple years after God healed me from the addictions. Although we were, I was healed from that. Our marriage still hasn't been put back together from all the damage that I did those first five years, even though she was Mm -hmm. trying to um, still be this great wife to me. But I remember 2010, after we started going back to church and all that, I remember um, we started listening to a lot of marriage sermons and marriage podcasts and stuff like that. And I remember coming home one day and sitting her down, and I knew that that God healed me through her. It was my turn to re, to help heal her because because of the damage I'd done. So I remember sitting down with her, and I told her, I, I said, Sandy, I know I put you through a lot our beginning years. I need you to tell me um, how you felt and everything I put you through in those beginning years. And she told me, she goes, Are you sure? Because because she knew I didn't know half the stuff because I was drunk so much. Um, so she knew I didn't yeah. know half the stuff I did. And mm-hmm. and she wanted and I was like, look, it'd be no judgment, because I knew that I that I needed to do this for her, so she could start the healing process, because without as long as she held that in, our marriage would never fully heal. <laughs> and yes. um, so I was like, and, and what's funny is I remember when she finally when she finally opened up that day, I remember probably thirty, forty, fifty minutes in, I'm sitting there like. Oh, what have I done? Because I let out a storm there. I mean, she was, she was telling me everything I mean, things that I didn't know I did. But I let her. But 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 I, but I knew at the time that mm-hmm. that she ha- she this was her healing process. I had to yes. just be quiet and just listen and let her know that I get it. I finally get mm-hmm. it. And that's what I was trying to do for her to, so she could start healing. And that was in 2010. Oh, that's amazing. Ten, ten, yes. you know, ten years ago. And mm-hmm. and really that's when mm-hmm. at that point was when the connection started happening back with our marriage. 
and we started really blossoming again. And now, now we've always had like a, I mean, even from the day one, as as we told you the story earlier, we've always mm-hmm. had a connection. There's always been a God mm-hmm. connection, but I almost screwed that up because of the addictions. Um, but we've always, and I think if there was no connect, if she'd have felt nothing, she'd have left anyway too. But she felt like God was with us. She felt like God brought us together for a purpose. And she also still felt some connection there. If she'd have felt like my heart was completely hardened, she probably would have left, but Mm -hmm. she didn't feel that. You know, so here it is in 2010, finally, I, you know, I let her have her say on what she did so she could start the healing. And we, that's at the point where we started coming back together. And, as we look back, we can see how everything is so much lined up from from all everything from our past. And your story is amazing. And as you share that with the people that are listening today, there there's probably a lot of people that are in the same circumstances. And you have a success story, a God story, and how God has helped you through it. And those people, you know, there's hope. See you, mm-hmm. both of you. Your story is is a beautiful story about hope, and so and how stepping out on faith and and your wife and and uh, how she trusted in God more than she trusted in the circumstance to let God handle it and to you know drive her through it, and so uh, those are the kind of stories to me. That are so beneficial to to people that are hurting, and people that have addictions, and people that mm-hmm. are just in, uh, you know, maybe facing things they've never faced before in their life. But mm-hmm. uh, and it takes strong faith in God to weather the storm. Sometimes people, yep. you know, might you know want to give it up. It seems hard to do it. But mm-hmm. when you have that strong faith in your life, you know, you can weather the storm and you can change your life and you can rise above, you know, the circumstances. And I don't believe yeah, there's and, not a person that we know mm-hmm. that hasn't had some kind of setback in their life and some kind of heartache or disappointment that, yeah. you know, that they can... uh tell about if they do some people are not comfortable with that and I understand that totally but it's uh it's an amazing thing to see God's work in people's lives it's amazing oh I know and and that's one thing we love about the show is is we you know like I said you're the 93rd person we brought on since January 3rd and, and every story is different so we've been able and again, God's opened doors that we that there's no way we could have. You know, we're we're only a four month old show. I mean, we've been around the music mm-hmm. business now mm-hmm. for six, six years, um, but the show itself is only four months old. And we've had people on like Carlene Carter, Anna Christina Cash, um, yeah, which is married to which is married to John Carter Cash, the parents of of mm-hmm. Johnny Cash, and and mm-hmm. we we've had um, Jenny Gill, Vince Gill's daughter. We've had Taylor mm-hmm. Lynn, Loretta Lynn's granddaughter. So we've had people on that there's no reason should be on our show this early on. And all we know is it's Scott. Well, well it's, it's, Scott, it's amazing. God. And, and you know, in the world that seems to be broken, all <clears> broken <throat> up, every word of inspiration, every word of hope that can be shared, and through your podcast you're doing that, it will only mm-hmm. help heal a world that is broken one by yep. one mm-hmm. so, and I'm thankful that I, I have had you know this opportunity to uh, learn about you two lovebirds mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> your story of uh, of uh, success you know working through your uh, situation with God and uh, you know that helps me that, mm-hmm. yes yes Yes, a story of redemption, so beautiful, it really is. <laughs> so as we um, finish up here, tell everybody how they can, because we always try to go about 60 minutes, so tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Okay, uh, they can go to my website, which is com. I have a Facebook page that's associated with my website, and they can make comments there, Um uh, 
they can contact me by email there uh, or messenger there on my Facebook. And I would enjoy hearing about what mm-hmm. they think about the song. As a matter of fact, on my Facebook page at this very moment, if they'll go on there and make a comment about the song, mm-hmm. Born Again Wildflower, the lyric that they like the most, their name will be entered into a contest for a giveaway. So and that's happening right now. So if uh, they will be able, if they can do that, their name will be put in there for, uh, and maybe they'll win a prize. Who knows? (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) There you go. But but anyway, I appreciate we we really enjoyed. Well, I've enjoyed it too, and I've enjoyed getting to hear your story too, because that inspires me. But I want to tell everybody out there that I thank them for listening, you know, to your podcast which is a great mm-hmm. uh, message for everyone. And um, and thank them for listening to my song, Born Again Wildflower, and to always remember there's always hope. And to God bless everyone and to stay safe. And with that, that's a wrap, and we will talk to you real soon. I look forward to having you back down yeah. the road. Okay. All right. Yes. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Thanks. Bye.